Welcome back to Where Do We Begin? It's your sister from another mother, D to the double E, J, a.k.a. Red Snapper. And it's your boy, Jay Link. You know what it is on this Sabbath Saturday. What, what? Yes. That's that's what's happening right now. I can't mm-hmm. believe it. Yo. Finally here. Yep. We're finally there on a, on a Saturday, right? Right. Oh, man. We made it. We made it here. Praise be to Yah. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Make sure you subscribe yes. to the podcast. Mm-hmm. And like, share, and follow. Yes, like, share, so follow. you could be updated Support. daily. Support daily. We're 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 a by the day podcast show. Right. So we're we're giving you the real, the raw, every day. Yes. So make sure you. Like and subscribe. Follow, support. Yes, definitely follow. And sh- share on your social media site. Exactly. Loving it. So uh, we're going to dive into it here today. Dive what in. exactly are we speaking on today? Ooh, so Sabbath Saturdays. Today is a very special episode because right. all Sabbath Saturdays are an hour long. Right. So I hope you have your tea, your coffee. I hope you're ready. I hope you have your notepad. I hope you have your word right next to you. And I hope you're following along with us so that you can really receive what we're trying to tell you. So the name of today's episode is Our Removal from the Modern Day Traditional Church. Yes. Yes, exactly. Because we had a little journey. We had a journey to get to this point. Yes, we did. Me and Red had big journey we did that we had to make in order for god to open up doors number one yes and show us new things absolutely so we had to remove ourselves from the traditional modern day church absolutely so i know i know a lot of people out there are probably like oh you know don't forsake the the assembly of the brethren we're not forsaking the assembly of the brethren absolutely not when when two or three are gathered that's what this is what the word said there he is in the midst. I can so feel when him I'm, here right now. Exactly. <laughs> it's just two of us. I can feel him here right now. So you're, when you're amongst two who are believers mm. and believe the same thing, there, that. Is where he resides. Is where he resides in that assembly. Absolutely. So I never forsake the assembly of brethren. So don't ever get that twisted out there. Right. That if you're, if you, if you're solely by yourself, then you may be forsaking. But then God might be calling you to do right. something and be alone with him. He might and, have you in the wilderness, baby. Exactly. He did that with Paul. 
he might have you out there. He he went out there to study. Like Ooh. he took mm. him he removed himself from everybody just to study. You might just have to be by yourself. And and I think that's what time God has us in. Right. Is remove ourselves from these services. Ooh, the foolishness. That just continuously go on Ooh. and on. The drama. And on. Ooh. What's and happening? really dive in and study because you can get yourself lost in the church. Right. Now, lost you, in a drama. Exactly. It is not reality TV. Y'all need to stop. And it's not all drama. It's just lost. You don't even understand what the pastor is saying. in there just doing it for tradition. Just right. sitting there every Sunday. Just go in there every Sunday. You get dressed. You just go in there. You just sit in there. You just don't know what they're talking about. You just sit up in there just to say you was there. Just to say you was there. Child, stop it. Stop it. You need to stop. Mm-mm-mm. I mean, yeah. So we're going to go ahead and jump right on in. Right. What is the meaning of church? You think Google could give us that or no? Go ahead. L- let me ask Google. Okay. You, you go ask Google. Yeah. You want me to ask Google? Go I'm ahead. Go ask Google. Okay, Google. What, what is the meaning of church? Here's the definition of church. A building used for public Christian worship. Mm. There you have it. A building used for public Christian worship. See, that's the world's version of right. church. Right, exactly. That's what y'all do. Y'all just going in there. Uh-huh. For Christian purposes. That's right. But you're Pentecostal. Yeah. But you're Baptist. But you're Catholic. Mm-hmm. But but you just you just going in there. Right. Right. So now that we know what the world thinks of church, because we're not here for that. We're not here for the world. And you and you know Jesus. Jesus never was inside a building unless it was the temple in which was built for God Himself, right. which was in um, Jerusalem. So that is the only building besides how homes, people's homes, which as long as you have a couple of people there within the home that believe the same thing, that believe the same thing. Mm, thank you, church. Yes, yeah. Doesn't have to be a paid for building by the members. Unless like like I've always told people, you know, if a member decides to donate a building. That's right. Then yes, you have a facility now that everybody can meet at and then everybody can go out and preach the gospel to the masses. Mm. It's not for you. If you are a not clergyman, because clergymen feel like they have so much responsibility. Right. Just a regular member of the church. I mean, they do. Clergymen are businessmen. So you do have a responsibility. You have to pay for the lights because they're in somebody's name. Mm-hmm. You have to pay for the water. You have to pay for the gas. Mm-hmm. You have to pay for your business because that's what you opened. You opened a business. You gave it a name. You have to pay for it. Yeah. And you're looking for supporters. Right. But we're not here for the supporters. Right. Right. We're here for the believers. Believers and the lost souls that want to believe. Right. Because anybody can walk into a business. Right. It don't mean nothing. Exactly. We here for the believers. The believers. So let's go ahead and figure out what. The word tells us uh-huh. what church is. Okay. So the word says church. It's a noun. 
it's an assembly or cult ones. Ones who are cult. Wow. An assembly. What's a, what's an assembly? I mean, let me. I'm going ahead myself. Sorry. Right. Let me let me finish. The body of believers. Believers. That's a very important word. Mm-hmm. Gathering to worship Yeshua. Mm. That's what church is. Right. Not, oh, girl, I got to get ready and go for church. What right. you getting ready and go to an assembly? Right. You getting ready to go to a cult one? Like, stop it. Right. Stop. Just stop. So we're here. We're here. We're going to help you, and we're going to go ahead and just dive right in. Yeah, so let's dive. Please tell us, Jay, what is an assembly, and who are the cult ones? An assembly... And I and I and I think I went out of my way and I took uh the last time that we spoke about this. Right. Red red. Is that an assembly I, I, I use the example of a car. Right. Being assembled in a factory. Right. But I'm just gonna I'm gonna go even simpler and just say your body. Because we call ourselves the body of Christ. So I'm right. just going to use the body. Okay. The me- the body has many parts. Right. You you may be an eye. Okay. I may be a leg. We're so far apart. We are yeah, we are far apart. But okay. Mm-hmm. But when you form all these different pieces pieces together, right. it forms an entire body. Absolutely. And Yeshua Right. Is the head of that body. Yes. So he is the brain of the operation. He runs it. Foundation. You know, if you go brain dead. Right. You know, none of your body functions. Nothing else works. Yeah. Nothing functions. I've seen it same. firsthand. Wow. Right. So, I, I I mean, I believe Yeshua to be two pieces of the body, which is the heart and the brain. Mm. Because, he number one, he knows your heart. Right. He knows if it's rocky. Right. He knows if it's cold. Right. And he knows if it's hot for him. Right. Absolutely. So we all assemble together. When we come together, we form this body. Right. And the brain, which is the word of God, Mm. Mm -mm -mm. which is supposed to be put into our hearts and our minds so that we transform. Right. So when we come together, in this in this facet, we form Christ's body. Where you're there to intake the knowledge that He's ready to bestow to us, and give and soften us through His heart, the way His heart is. He softens us through the way His heart is for His love and compassion for us, and He gives us knowledge and understanding of who He is. Right. As, a, as the through the mind. Mm. Thank you. So that's how I see. And well, that's just my definition of assembly. But right. if we go and ask Google what a definition of assembly is, let's see what it has. Let's see what Google has to say. Some crazy. Okay, Google. What is an assembly? 
Here's the definition of assembly, a group of people gathered together in one place for a common purpose. Exactly. Yet again, it's the people coming together, the believers. Right. The believers. Exactly. This is the believers. They're coming together. And we form the body. The body of Christ. That's why we're like, oh, we're a part of the body of Christ. Oh, if you go to church, your body is part of the body. But why don't we just call it body of Christ? Right. Or Yeshua. Absolutely. Why do we have to call it church, which which clearly Google thinks is a building? Everybody says, come to my church. Come see me at my church. I mean. Nobody says come at my body. Go I ahead. I mean, why do you have to take ownership? Of something that's for everybody. Right. It's for the believers. It's not just yours. Right? Right. It could take maybe a thousand people to make a leg. Exactly. Or millions. Right. Who knows? So let's just understand how serious church is. Right. And in assembly. Right? Exactly. Now, who yep. are these cult ones? Because these cult ones, it's very important to understand who they are. Because there's so many fake ones out there. Ooh, did I say that out loud? Oh, my goodness. You said that out loud. Mm. The real? The raw. Mm. Got to give it to you that way. Nobody, they, they can't take the real. Well, they're going to have to today. Mm. Because the fake and the phony... Is killing us right. as a body. Exactly. You're killing us. Yep. You're getting us amputated. Exactly. We're missing arms and fingers and legs and everything. Yeah. Just millions of believers missing because you out here leading them just to foolishness. Right. So we, we need to figure out who are the cult ones. Who do you think they are? Hon? I believe the cult ones are the ones who hear... The voice of Yah, mm. and don't harden their hearts. They 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 run right towards it, and they're like, "For God I live, for God I die, for Yah I die." That's right. Those are the cult ones in in my. That's just in my opinion. This is not a game. Right. It's not. It's not. It's not a hee hee ha ha. Get together, steal people's money. It's not, this is not a game. And you out here playing these games. You know, it's it's so funny that you said steal people's money. <laughs> you, you're stealing people's, you're stealing people's money. You know. You need to stop. I was, I was uh, thinking the other day just about because I knew we were going to dive into this topic. Right. And I was thinking if, if people tithe right. Now, I believe. Ooh. If just they, ooh, ooh just send chills through my body. And I don't believe money is a tithe. No. I don't believe that's actually a tithe. Um, you so, got people out here hungry. They can't right. get food stamps. Right, exactly. And once you pay your bills in Boston, you broke. And you got people out here, they got gardens. They got fruits. They got vegetables. But you just want their money. And people up in your building... It's hungry. Right. You need to stop. Right. Check yourself. I just got to keep it real. Exactly. 
But that that that's the thing. So if if we tie that, if we tie the right, you know what would be better than giving, because tithe is supposed to help the flock, the the leader of the flock, right? Um, live, live. He don't need to live. She don't need to live lavishly. Don't need to live lavishly. Come on now, be humble. So I know, um, biblically, right? They used to basically what they would give to the leaders or the leader was more like, say the leader doesn't have any groceries. They would go, one of the members would go buy groceries for the leader. So they have groceries in their household. Right. You know, um, or resupply them. Because you got to eat. Yeah, because they got to eat. You know what I mean? They have to be able to eat. Absolutely. Back then, it was mostly... um, the Levite men that were doing it. So, you know, um, members of um, God's body would just, you know, they would make food right. for them right. and bring it so that they can eat. And they, they didn't need, they didn't need money actually. They, cause people all around them were already giving to them where they didn't actually need to actually go out and, Oh, I need to go and, buy this or buy that they would be given like if they needed a lamb or or a, <clears throat> an ox and they didn't really have a place to stay so they would stay with other members right of the body Ooh. so i mean that and that's doing it full time shouts out to the ones called by god's grace right those are called those are to true, live humbly those are true called ones i believe I i'm mean, just saying yeah and yeah and you should be you should be willing if you're a member you should be willing if your pastor needed lodging oh yes baby to offer (laughs) a bed in your household especially if you you know you have more than they do right you should be offer their their a bed to him and if he has a family to them as well that's right that's if you're if you're doing it like that you don't always have to tithe see because that that would be wasting. You don't want to waste because you can go and get more provision because they're supposed to be actually a storehouse. Well, let's just talk about the ones who were tidy that were extremely wealthy that were giving up houses and land. Right. They were they were they were giving all houses. They were land. giving it up like, yo, what you mean? Like they don't have a place to stay. Right. Exactly. No, 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 no. I got them. They were giving land to their brothers and sisters. They, they, what you mean they don't own no land? But he needs a wife. Right. Yo, let me, let me get homeboy some land. Because when you have these things, then you're able to negotiate to get a wife. Exactly. Because you're not supposed to get a wife with nothing, my brothers. But that's a story. A topic for another day. We're going to go there another day. Exactly. So, <laughs> I just want to dive into who is supposed to lead the assembly. I want to talk about what the word says about the cult ones. Right. So go ahead and open up your word. Titus. Yes, Titus. I love Titus. Chapter one. We're going to start at verse five. And before I dive into that, I just want to give you kind of like an understanding because so many people open up your Bibles and go ahead and pray. Okay, now, wait a minute. 
What are you talking about? Right? Right. So let's have an understanding. So Paul, mm-hmm. who is a disciple of Yeshua. Yeshua, yep. Right? Mm-hmm. A.K.A. Jesus. Right. So Paul, you know, he's getting locked up. He's getting locked up by Caesar's guards. He's in and out getting locked up because he's preaching about Yeshua. And so he's getting locked up in and out, in and out of jail. He locked up. Go and, ahead. And remember, Paul is the guy that was actually going around persecuting uh, believers. He right. was going around killing them, actually. So he was the chief of he called himself the chief of sinners mm-hmm. because he killed those who Christ until Paul Paul's eyes wasn't open until Jesus uh, revealed himself to him. Right. You know, and then he, he was blinded because it was just that much power within, you know, Christ himself. So, you know, just remember, Paul was one of the Romans. He, when they were, um, out there trying to lead in Titus, the Greeks and the Romans, he, he, he was, he was a citizen of, of their countries. And, and they still were like, aren't you an Egyptian? Aren't you, you know, now you're preaching this and you were, you were just, you were just killing those folks. You were killing your own people. You're killing your own people. Now you over there trying to help. Right. Trying to work with them. Wow. Cause your eyes get open and you be like, oh, man. Right. I'm going to have to pay for all of that. Exactly. Let me start doing good today. Exactly. Not tomorrow, today. Because you, you're scared. It's scared. Sin. You're in sin. You're in sin. You're having fun. And then all of a sudden, boom, it hits you like a ton of bricks and you get scared. Right. So you like, especially if you like know that you're wrong. Right? That's right. So then let's talk about Titus. So Titus is a Greek who is under Paul's tutelage. And Paul, you know, like I said, he's keeps getting locked up. So Paul's like, you know, you got to go over here to Crete, Titus. You got So we in Boston, right? So you got to go over here to Roxbury. You got to go, Titus. You got to go to Roxbury. And you got to tell these people about leadership because they lost. Their leaders are lost. Their cult ones are lost. Something's not right. Got to get it together. Right. So I'm going to go ahead and play. It's about two minutes. Just sit back and listen. Read along. And when you have a second or two, I need you to go ahead and read the whole book. And then we're going to go ahead and talk about it. Titus's work in Crete. I left you on the island of Crete so you could complete our work there and appoint elders in each town as I instructed you. An elder must live a blameless life. He must be faithful to his wife, and his children must be believers who don't have a reputation for being wild or rebellious. For an elder must live a blameless life. He must not be arrogant or quick-tempered. He must not be a heavy drinker, violent, or dishonest with money. Rather, he must enjoy having guests in his home, and he must love what is good. He must live wisely and be just. He must live a devout and disciplined life. He must have a strong belief in the trustworthy message 
he was taught. Then he will be able to encourage others with wholesome teaching and show those who oppose it where they are wrong. For there are many rebellious people who engage in useless talk and deceive others. This is especially true of those who insist on circumcision for salvation. They must be silenced, because they are turning whole families away from the truth by their false teaching. Mm. And they do it only for money. Even one of their own men, a prophet from Crete, has said about them, The people of Crete are all liars, cruel animals, and lazy gluttons. This is true, so reprimand them sternly to make them strong in the faith. They must stop listening to Jewish myths and the commands of people who have turned away from the truth. Everything is pure to those whose hearts are pure, but nothing is pure to those who are corrupt and unbelieving, because their minds and consciences are corrupted. Such people claim they know God, but they deny Him by the way they live. They are detestable and disobedient, worthless for doing anything good. So, Paul warns Titus to be on the lookout because these people out here, they, they teach in the wrong doctrine. And they lead in others to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. How many times have you been in a church and you see so many unwed young individuals with children? Mm-hmm. And they be going there all their lives. Right. You just leading them the error. You just leading them there. That's correct. You know, the I, I believe the one of the key things I heard in this this passage, since you're going there, right. is that um a lot of false doctrines were being taught. So they were teaching about circumcision. You got to be circumcised in order to right. have salvation and yada. It's almost just like what the Pentecostals do. They'd be all like, oh, you have to speak in tongues in order to know that you are, you know, um, saved or salvation. That was basically the same thing. Salvation or the Baptist being like, oh, you got to be baptized in order for salvation. They were, they were men on the cross in which, Christ talked to one to the left and one to the right of him. And, um, one, I believe committed some sort of crime and he asked Christ if he will see, because he believed in Christ, will he see him in paradise? And he said, yes. And that's with them out being baptized. Mm. So you, you got to understand that these are, these are doctrines, false doctrines, false teachings that are being taught. To you, if you don't read the Bible, you're you're gonna have a very you're gonna fall for anything, right? Basically. We're gonna talk. We're gonna dive deeper into that. You studying yourself. We're gonna dive deeper into that. Okay. So, I just want to note out, right? Mm-hmm. It's very confusing to be under false teachings. You get confused. And it's not fair to you because you're seeking to have a stronger connection with the creator. You're seeking to have more faith. You're going through something and you're trying to get a better understanding of what you should be doing. And these false teachers out here need to stop. If you are waking up in the morning and you're trying to figure out how you could raise money 
to pay for something. When I woke. I'm just saying, when you woke up this morning, if that's what you're trying to do, there's a problem. Because now you're turning your assembly into a business. And that's not what you should be doing. Because you now become focused on the money Mm -hmm. and not the message. Right. Stop confusing the M's. Right. Stop confusing them. Exactly. Exactly. And you don't need, you don't need to be a theatrical. No. Dynamic speaker. You don't. To speak to people about Christ. You don't. And have lives saved. You don't. I mean, I think I think we get lost in the hoopering and hollering and the speaking in tongues, which I believe is not actual tongues. It's like um, when you pray and you don't know when to pray, you will mutter, according to the scripture. You'll mutter out things. I believe that's what that is. Because you're so high into the spirit that you... Because cause when you speak a tongue, somebody's supposed to be able to interpret it. That's facts. Right. That's facts. That's what the Bible says. So don't ever think that you're speaking in tongues when you're, you know, you're doing your thing at that time. It's probably more than likely it's a prayer that you. Because you don't know how to pray. Or you're just up there rambling and foolishness. Right. Because you're so too. used to it. Right. You're so used to the foolishness, it's become a habit. Right. Stop it. Yeah. I'm being real with you today. You're into foolishness. You need to stop. That's not a, it's not. That's not God's of not, yeah. God is not the most high. Yeah. Is not going to do something. And then it changes from the word. Somebody is going to be able to interpret if if God wants you to speak a tongue, and a tongue is normally just another language. So it could be Russian. It could be French, Spanish. Just a tongue you don't even understand. You don't even know. Right. The, whole, the holiest language is probably in, well, I can't say it's in Hebrew because you're not going to, only a, one person is going to be able to understand it. It's going to be a revelation almost like you're going to be like, oh, snap. How did I understand what what they were saying? So I don't want to veer off a track, but there's just so many different things just in this in this the scripture in which Paul was trying to tell Titus um, that he should watch out for teach on and make sure that people. Don't try to uh, fool him and make sure they're of good stature. He was trying to Absolutely. select people, too. He was also trying to select people while he was there and make sure they're of good stature and know their word. I mean. Who live by. Exactly. The word. And and you can see. Not just not just saying it. You could see it through their walk, too. You could right. see, see it right through. Study them. Yeah. He I mean, the lying. spirit, the spirit will, won't lie. You'll you'll. How they living? Exactly. How they walking. Right. How they talking. Mm-hmm. How they treating people. Right. What they doing. Exactly. 
Right? These are very important things. Yeah. Only someone jealous of that person would say something negative negative about that person. But everybody else has nothing but the sweet, sweet, sweet right. sounds of, bitter, of love coming off the tongue. So then, before we dive into a better understanding, let's go ahead and jump to 1 Timothy. Oh, you... I know you're about to jump into that. Yes. But I, oh, you're going to go. It's it's the same thing. It's on the same aspect well, of leader. Because there's more than one leader. There's several leaders. Several type of So leaders. I got to make sure y'all are all on the same page. Because some of y'all be on one page and none of y'all be on another page. And none of y'all, y'all all over the place. So I got to give it to you real and raw. Right. So I got to let you know if you cult or not. Because you may not be cult. You, somebody may have just been like, hey. I'm about to retire and it's time for you to step up and you are not even caught trying to give you an obligation and a duty that's not even meant for you. You better check yourself. You better watch yourself. Right. I'm being real with you. I mean, some people do want positions just for the title. Hey, (laughs) check yourself, baby, because I'm about to give it to you. I I mean, those people are probably dynamic speakers, too. Just because, you know. I mean, that's great. We all took public speaking. You go to college, you got to take public speaking. Mm -hmm. Especially if you take any type of business or management course. If you take seminary, I'm sure you got to do public speaking. I mean, that's great. You you can speak. That's awesome. But even a shy person has something relevant to say when they know a lot about it. Right, exactly. So stop. Let's be real. You need to stop. But that's what most of these people are running to, dynamic. Speakers, and that's another thing the word says. Hey, we're going we gonna to tell itchy, you how to, how, to, how to look at a false teacher. We're going to tell you that in just a second. Okay. All right? Let's, let's go. Let's go ahead and jump in. So First Timothy chapter 3, we're going to start at verse 1. Now, when you have some time, I'm going to need you to go ahead and look through and read all of First Timothy. Now, first of all, again, you got Paul. He's locked up. Right. And he's writing letters. See, that's what I'm talking about. He's not, he's not stopped with it. He's like, this cells can't hold me. These bars can't hold me. No bars. Just like, just like these, the, the, this weather can't stop me. Just like, I mean, we're on the mic and nothing's going to stop us from getting out the word. Right. So. Cause we're not going to be, we're not going to be dictated to, we're not going to be, um, Oh, you're just a dancer. Right. That's your ministry. You're like, no, the Lord has a lot more than just dancing and just serving people food outside. It's a lot more in us. Anyway, go can continue. Okay, so unlike Titus, Timothy was a believer all along. So let me just put that out there. So Timothy is one of Paul's closest companions. And so Paul's writing to Timothy to talk about false teachings that have arisen in the church. I I believe uh, Timothy was a Hebrew too. Mm. He was a Hebrew. So that's why he was so close to him. Titus might not have been. He might have been a Greek, I believe. Right. Yeah, go ahead. So, 
we're going to go ahead and play this one for you. This one, again, is just two minutes long. Go ahead and sit back, sip your coffee, and go ahead and take a listen to. Chapter 3, Leaders in the Church. This is a trustworthy saying. If someone aspires to be an elder, he desires an honorable position. So an elder must be a man whose life is above reproach. He must be faithful to his wife. He must exercise self-control, live wisely, and have a good reputation. He must enjoy having guests in his home, and he must be able to teach. He must not be a heavy drinker or be violent. He must be gentle, not quarrelsome, and not love money. He must manage his own family well, having children who respect and obey him. For if a man cannot manage his own household, how can he take care of God's church? An elder must not be a new believer, because he might become proud, and the devil would cause him to fall. Also, people outside the church must speak well of him, so that he will not be disgraced and fall into the devil's trap. In the same way, deacons must be well respected and have integrity. They must not be heavy drinkers or dishonest with money. They must be committed to the mystery of the faith now revealed, and must live with a clear conscience. Before they are appointed as deacons, let them be closely examined. If they pass the test, then let them serve as deacons. In the same way, their wives must be respected and must not slander others. They must exercise self-control and be faithful in everything they do. A deacon must be faithful to his wife, and he must manage his children and household well. Those who do well as deacons will be rewarded with respect from others and will have increased confidence in their faith in Christ Jesus. The Truths of Our Faith I am writing these things to you now, even though I hope to be with you soon, so that if I am delayed you will know how people must conduct themselves in the household of God. This is the Church of the Living God which is the pillar and foundation of the truth. Without question, this is the great mystery of our faith. Christ was revealed in a human body and vindicated by the Spirit. He was seen by angels and announced to the nations. He was believed in throughout the world and taken to heaven in glory. Yes. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. To be a church leader is a very heavy responsibility. Well, I mean, that's, I, I tell people all the time, I'm like, a deacon is, um, if you ever look in the book of Acts and you see um, Stephen, he was a deacon. He was chosen by the apostles to be a deacon. Right. He was filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. He was he wasn't like not filled. He wasn't just doing a job, you know, walking around the church, picking things up. I mean, today's deacons are not the deacons of the book of Acts. They're like really like they don't even really know their word. They're supposed to be thorough with their word. So if somebody just was to come to ask them anything about the most high God, they'll know. Right. You know, they'll, they'll know it. They'll be like spot on. Here it is. And it's the same thing with the bishops. The bishops were supposed to be men, basically the same type of man a deacon is. Um, but he oversee, he oversaw 
many churches. So all churches. So what it really should be is like a deacon and a bishop who oversees all the deacons of the church. The churches that are, you know, the different churches that are around. Right. You know, spread out or whatever. And all the bishop did was he was well versed in the word. He was a husband that had um, a single wife because they explained very thoroughly why um, men who take on these jobs should have only one wife is because you have responsibilities to the body of Christ. I mean, the responsibility is so heavy because it belongs to Yah. None of those people, young, middle-aged, or old, belong to you. If you're a, a, a leader, an elder, if you're a pastor, any type of spiritual leader, if you're listening to this right now, your flock does not belong to you. No, you're just a sheep that is leading other sheep. You have a very heavy burden. You have the property of Yah in front of you. Those are not people. Those are spiritual beings that are coming to have a greater connection Mm -hmm. to Yah. Right. Because that's his property. So when you have somebody else's property, if I was to go borrow somebody's car, I have to take good care of it. I can't be slamming on the brakes, driving off fast. I can't be abusing the clutch. I can't be doing all of that. Right. Switching the gears and I haven't stopped the transmission. You can't do that. You're, you're, you're jacking up your transmission doing all that crazy stuff. Right. And that's what they're out here doing. They're, drag, they're jacking up your transmission. They're messing up your connection. Yeah. You need to take a minute and check it. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean. Just keeping it real. Right. Keeping it raw. Giving it to you raw. So, I mean. Yes. The The crazy thing about like the deaconhood and the, the bishops and stuff like that. Um. They were supposed to be men that were well-respected, that wasn't out there. They desired, their desire was only for Yah. Right. And this is why they couldn't do whatever, or didn't. they didn't even want to do what everybody else was doing once they found out that they were free from all the heavy-laden um, burdens and and the burdens was at this point in time was um keeping the law of Moses. Mm. That was the burden. It, that was a heavy burden because you couldn't do you couldn't do a lot of different things. There was a law for like ev- almost every single thing. But right. now the burden is lifted. And you have a choice. And now you have this choice. Multiple and multiple choices e- every and day. It's so much easier to serve the the people the body of Christ right it's so much easier and plus you had to know they were dealing with widows 
So, you know, you couldn't be that man that was looking at one of the widows like, oh, yeah, she's she's dead. I'm glad her husband died. Exactly. The young the young women. Stop it. The young women. You can't be that type of deacon. You can't be that type of a bishop that you're 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 walking around. You need to be held to a high standard. If you exactly. believe that you are called, you need to be held to a high standard. Exactly. You need to make sure you're not doing it for popularity. Mm-hmm. You need to make sure you're not doing it just to push your way to the top. Oh, I, I'm going to be seen. I'm going to be on TV. We're going to have one of the ministries that's on TV. Right. You need to make sure that you're respecting the truth. Right. Of the word. Right. And not making it up as you go along. Exactly. Respect the truth of it. Stop making it up. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Now, everybody, anyone can be a preacher. You right. Could be, you could be called. That's a, that's a, um, one of the parts of the fivefold ministry is that there are preachers who are, di- you know, just dynamic speakers. Right. That's basically what a preacher is, is a dynamic speaker. There are people who are gifted with that. Um, It's just like people, there are people who are gifted to actually teach this doctrine correctly. Are you able to teach? That's, that's the other question. Can you, can you teach? You have to be apt to teach. If you're going to take any of these positions, if you're going to take a deacon or a bishop, you have to be apt to teach. They didn't say you had to be uh, a preacher because a preacher is a dynamic speaker who goes out of the four walls and they preach on the street corners or in the middle of, you know, in the wilderness. Those are what preachers are supposed to do. Right. Evangelists. That's what they're supposed to do. That's part of the fivefold. If you if you have the title now, they changed a couple of the titles. Missionary. That's still an evangelist. Oh my gosh! I don't even want to get into it's the, the titles same. On it's the same. It's the same thing. Too much. We're gonna talk about y'all titles another day because <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. But the I mean, I'm just keeping it real. I, I mean, I I just have to emphasize this too. It says right here. It says must exercise self control. Mm. If you are a deacon. And you like, you know, you like you every place. Yeah, you like everything out there. You you drinking, you you living you two lives. You living two double lives. You're all you know? over the place. You need to go ahead and sit down you somewhere. Have, Just be have, a member. You have to have you the spirit. You see, the spirit, the fruits of the spirit, which is like patience kind. You'll have patience enough with yourself to not do certain t- things and control your actions and control your tongue control you'll be able to do those things with the fruits of the spirit and if you're filled with the spirit you are called if you can become a mentor of the spiritual truth some of y'all out here want to teach and you can't even mentor nobody that, that's another thing you need to stop because you don't really want nobody seeing what you're doing on the daily time to time basis to basis you don't you don't want nobody to see right if you can't mentor, baby, right, it's not for you, right. But I'm gonna get into all the do's and don'ts just in a second, right. Mm. So you have to, 
It also says that you have to live wisely. Now, is it wise to go out there and be doing what everybody else is doing? No. It's not wise to go and do that. I mean, how can you be out there and you're saying this is what you want to do? Right. And you're being unwise with your with your actions. Irresponsible. Right. That that in itself is just a bad. It's just bad. Wait a minute. Are you able to communicate your faith clearly to another person? That's yeah. You have to be able to do that. Have you demonstrated teaching at its finest? You have to be able to do that. As a deacon, you have to be able to teach the word. If you're a deacon and you do and you're not or you don't not know how to teach the word, then you have a problem. Then you you shouldn't have been selected as a deacon. I don't know how you got to be a deacon. Are you worried about how many people are in your building? Are you worried about that instead of asking how much truth have I passed on? To just one person here. How much truth have I passed on to the ones that are already there that Yah has given you? Mm-hmm. Have you even did that? You know how many Bible studies in the various amounts of churches I've attended across Boston? And don't ask you to don't allow you to ask any questions during Bible study. Mm. Still all the way up on the pulpit, Mm -hmm. elevated from the rest of the members. Right. I can't even ask no questions. How you gonna see my hand all the way all the way over here? You all the way up there. What are you doing? Jesus, Jesus was sitting amongst everyone. I don't think he ever really, he rarely did that. He, I mean, he might, if there's a, if I mean, if the crowd is ridiculous, he was all like, okay, well, they can't see me. Right. So, so let me stand have, at this peak. Exactly. So they can see So they can see me. Because the crowds were that, that large. You know what I'm saying? You ever been to a concert or something and the crowd, yeah, you need a stage for that. But if it's just, you know, you and a couple of people, you don't really need that. You could get a circular table and some chairs and you could go dive right in. That's church. Right. Or that's the assembly right there. Boom. And I think you you gain a better understanding of your your members. Right. That way. When was the last time you went to your member's house? Exactly. That wasn't sick and shut in. Exactly. When was the last time you went over there to just help them clean up a room? Exactly. When was the last time you went over there to babysit their kids? That. What are you doing? How are you helping? That is. Ask yourself. That is. How are you helping? What walk are you walking? Uh Uh-huh. Is your walk self-centered? Because if it's not, it's not of Yah. Are you really called? How are you trying to lead a flock and you bouncing for five churches in a week? What are you doing? 
Yes, it sounds like popularity to me. You're not doing it right. Mm-hmm. It don't make sense. Right. Stop it. It's not in the word. Right. You're making it up as you go along. And then you make up a new religion based off the same religion, which is all Christianity. You make it up. You base it off of something else. Uh huh. Just so you can have your own rules and regulations to follow. You people need to stop. So you could do it your way. Right. You've taken Yah out of it. But yet you say he's the center of it all. Stop. Right. And then you got your volunteers working so much. They're so involved in your works because it's your works. God called you to do it. It's your works. It's mm-hmm. your works to walk, your talk to talk. You got your members so involved that they've neglected their own families. Mm-hmm. They've turned from the firm discipline of their children because children need to be monitored, watched, and loved, and they need to be disciplined. And you can't do that if I'm so involved in your walk. Right. Right? Yeah. So what is happening here? Spiritual leaders. All that stuff begins at home. What does your house look like? Is your house in disarray? Do you got stuff everywhere? Because you in church all week long? Because you in five different churches, right? You in four different, five different, three different. It don't matter. You in about how many different churches? And you can't even keep one room clean. You can't even keep your personal living space clean. You got stuff everywhere. Can't find nothing. Don't know where nothing is. You're all over the place. Mm-hmm. Slow it down. Right. You're doing too much. And I, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, you, you keeping will, it real. You have. Yeah. Keep it raw. Keep that. Keep it going. That's what I'm talking about. But just that little bit as a leader, if you don't have time to take care of your home and you have not lay members, but members who are like, you know, we could come through and, you know, we, we can help fi- you. We can help fix when it. When was up. the last time you had somebody even in your house that was in your that was from your church? That's not your family. When was the last time you invited your church members over to your house? Hey, we're going to have a cookout right here at our house. Let's go. Let's get it. We're going to have service here today. Right. What and, are you what are you doing? And you can't be too prideful to be like, you know what? I need help. <laughs> right. You got to. <laughs> how are you leading people and you got too much pride to ask for help? Exactly. You one of your members got a cleaning service. You don't even know they have a cleaning service because you're not that because interested. you're not even interested in your members. You just want the money from the business. You need to stop. I mean, you you want people to be. Some people want them to be same, but oh my gosh, we're running to, out of time. Oh, but <laughs> you have, oh my goodness, it's the, right. It just flew by. I mean, we. I feel like we still haven't even got. We haven't even getting, dived in. We haven't even dived into how to even spot out a fake. <laughs> Lita, because I need you to spot it because your soul, your transmission, baby, and how you receiving the word is in jeopardy. Your transmission is busted. Your clutch is not working. We, we, yeah, we can go over um, uh, false teachers. We're going to have to get that on next spiritual Saturday. We're going to have to dive right into that for y'all. Yeah, we'll we'll jump into that um, on next, yeah, Sabbath Saturday. So how are you trying to teach somebody? And you just graduated from seminary school. Right. You just graduated from seminary school. You ain't really been through nothing. You got through college. You you finished high school. Your parents so excited. My baby, he going to be a pastor. He graduated. You're, boom, just jump right in. I'm about to teach the youth. 
I went through mad stuff in college. First of all, didn't we just read that you are called from a very young age? Mm-hmm. You need to take your walk seriously. Mm-hmm. You do not need to be in college on the turn up. Right. You need to be setting an example daily. Mm-hmm. You need to be in your walk for walk for real. You out there just doing whatever. You know, if if pastors did their job correctly. Right. I don't want to say pastors. Sorry. Let me forgive leaders. Me. Leaders. The cult ones. If the if the leaders did their thing correctly, uh, that kid wouldn't have to go to seminary school. Oh, baby. Because won't you say it with me? That child would have been waste of money. So filled with the spirit through the right teaching. Their light just shines. Right. They wouldn't even have to go to seminary. All you would have to do is keep them under your lineage, and he could be the next ascension of, and it doesn't have to be your child pastor or the ones who call themselves pastors, leaders. Leaders. It doesn't have to be your child. God calls whomever he chooses. Right. So. You just want to put your baby up in there because it's your building, your business. That's what you do. You hand your business now. Exactly. Family to family to family. Next generation to next generation. That's what you do. But I'm telling you something right now. The assembly is not like that. The assembly is not a business. It's not a business. And you need to stop it. Stop it. It's definitely not a business. 100%. You need to sit down with each member and figure out if you're doing your job right. Right. You need to sit down. And this this is why I think today a lot of the leaders can't let go of their church. They're like, this is my baby. This is... I. I I, I mean, I built this from the if ground up. If I sit up. down, who's going to do it? And are they going to do it right? First of all, wait a minute. I wanted them to do it. <laughs> right. It's not for you to say. Yah picks. He picks. He goes out. Right. And anoints. He does. He's known it before they could even walk or talk. I'm just keeping it real. Yes. That's right. No, you're right. So we definitely got to keep it real with them. Next week, we'll dive in. Next week, we'll definitely dive in to how to spot a false teacher. We'll get into that. And y'all have a better understanding. And this is just part of our journey. This is what we had to to analyze. Where do we begin? begin? This is where we had to begin in our journey of understanding who the most high God Yah is. Yes. Who and, is he? And how he structures his body. Exactly. See, it's just like um, white Let's cells. Let's get back on track. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> just saying we've been lost and it's been stripped from us right. for over 400 years. That's right. And we've been under the tutelage of some terrible teachers. That's right. Oh, Thinking that a slave master cracking the whip. Saying, read this part right, boy. Oh, Lord, help me. That's right. Mm-mm-mm. I feel him here today, and I hope you felt him too. Exactly. Let me do a quick prayer for them. Oh, before we even leave out, make sure you subscribe. Please. Make sure you like, you yes. share. I know this was an hour episode. I know our episodes are at least a half an hour, but 
This is some real stuff right here. It's real. Giving it to you raw. So we're keeping it real and we're giving it to you raw. Right. Daily. On the daily. So make sure you subscribe. Yes. Comment. Please support. We all need support. We all need support. So, you know, support. Do your thing. We're not asking for a lot. Just, you know, support us. And you'll hear from us tomorrow. Don't forget to close out with the prayer. Oh, yeah, that's right. Forgive me for that. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you today and again, Lord Father, for another day that you have given us, Lord Father. We just ask you, Lord, that you keep our minds. Yes. And yeah. you open our you open our doors. Mm, open our hearts. Open them. Let those cups be empty. Let our cup be empty, Lord, that we might receive and that we might understand your word truthfully. Yes. Because there's a lot written there. Mm, and a lot skipped over. Mm. So yes, we just yeah. ask you, Lord Father, to continue feeding us your bread, your water of life. Thank you. Until next time, in Yahshua's name we pray. In Yahshua's name we pray. Till next time. Brothers and sisters, I want to welcome you back to life. Back to the one can make your next chapter your best chapter hallelujah how can it be that you love the most